sports story everyone's talking about today is just moments away. So call or text us right now at 573-875-KTGR and make your voice heard. This is The Big Show with Andy and Brendan on KTGR. Second hour of the program. Thanks for tuning in to The Big Show on ESPN 100.5 and 105.1 KTGR. Your total sports station in mid-Missouri. Thanks for tuning in online to the KTGR.com and on the KTGR app. It's Andy Brendan and producer Chris. More talk on the Chiefs' implosion yesterday against the Bills, both on the field and off, it would seem. How low should expectations drop for this Chiefs team? We'll talk about that in a few minutes. An interesting transfer that Mizzou uh, reportedly has landed for next football season. We'll talk about that at 525. And our thoughts on this uh, deal for Shohei Otani going to the L.A. Dodgers, staying in Southern California after uh, his free agency saga. We'll talk about that and much more. But first, it's 5 o'clock. It's time for the Top 5 at 5 on the Big Show. Number 1. You want to trade away for curtain number 1? You can have curtain 1. The Kansas City Chiefs fell the Bills yesterday, 20-17. to The now infamous play, the lateral from Travis Kelsey to Kadarius Toney for a touchdown. Yeah, it didn't count. Kadarius Toney was clearly offsides by several feet. Everybody with eyes can see it, but Patrick Mahomes, after the game, decided that he was going to lay his blame with the referees. Look, I think the Chiefs... Step one to improving this situation has got to be to start taking accountability for their lack of fundamentals and ability to pay attention to these details. It's been a problem all year for the wide receivers, and in this game, it reared its ugly head. The Chiefs now 8-5, and five, just one game ahead of Denver in the AFC West. Number two. Number two, your timing is impeccable. The border war did not go Missouri basketball's way on Saturday. The Tigers fall 73-64 to after racing out to a nice lead. The Tigers had me seeing sounds and hearing colors during the first few minutes of that game at Allen Fieldhouse when I really thought they might be able to do something special. Ultimately, though, they were tanked by a really ugly 20-2 run that favored Kansas to end the first half. And from there, the Tigers just never were really able to recover. They also missed Caleb Brill in this matchup. He'll be out with a wrist injury for a while. But I do want to credit Sean East. His 21 points marked a huge improvement over his numbers from last year's KU game. Number three. Mizzou football continuing to rack up the awards this awards season as the AP has released their All-Americans list. Four Tigers made the cut. Cody Schrader's a first-team All-American, as he well deserves. Luther Burden and Chris Abrams drain on the second team. And Javon Foster, a third-team All-American, according to the AP. Number four. Oh, I shanked it. More good news from Mizzou football as they land a transfer running back, Marcus Carroll, out of Georgia State. He was a Doak Walker semifinalist. Tons of rushing yards this season for Georgia State. Look, I admit, I was maybe hoping to see Trevor Etienne or even Ollie Gordon come into the room next year. Guys who have already found success in Power 5. But doesn't Marcus Carroll seem to fit the Cody Schrader mold? Success at a smaller school proves himself. And now, as a highly regarded player in the portal, four-star transfer by some publications, I'm pretty confident the Tigers got a good one to succeed Cody Schrader in the backfield. Number five. What are the five fingers? Say to the face! Stop! Multiple reports say that Shohei Otani will defer $68 million per year 
on his 10-year, $700 million contract with the Dodgers. My goodness. That's the Big Show's Top 5 at 5 on KTGR. 875-KTGR if you want to call or text us. It's kind of crazy. So he's going to make... He's going to make Bobby Bonilla Day look like a joke, like kids' playtime. The deferred money is like most of it, and it tanks the present-day value of his deal. Like, it's not as impressive as it otherwise would have been. It's still $700 million, but, like, the fact that he doesn't get that in a timely manner to where you can invest and such, it, it makes it less valuable than just the raw numbers would indicate. But I guess he doesn't really have to worry about finances for the rest of his life because he's going to get that check from the Dodgers or that direct deposit from the Dodgers every year till forever? It's like that is an insane. Yeah, like how much would he get afterward per year? Like what is it? I don't know. It's got to be, and I'm going to try to dig in some more on this and see. It's got to be a lot. Like it's the majority of the contract. $10 million for 68 years? Is that what it is? Yeah. Like like it reminds me of Talladega Nights where they asked Ricky Bobby or whatever, and, and he's like, you know, modern medicine and you know improvements in modern medicine and all my money i might be able to live you know 180 years or whatever like what does Shohei Otani <laughs> think he's going to be doing with all that deferred money i don't know his his family is set for generations oh, though if that's oh, what he wants so 100 percent uh there you that, have that it. was definitely the case and uh yeah well, more chances to uh talk about that and what that means for the dodgers going on uh at 5 45 but let's talk more chiefs here should we lower expectations for this team now that they're eight and five, and they're looking up two games uh, away from the Ravens, the top seed, with a team in between, and then they're looking down at a team like the Broncos, who is only a game back from them. Should we lower expectations for this team going forward? Can Can I ask? Producer Chris to answer this question. What are the first. expectations for the Chiefs right now, Producer we? Chris? What do you mean, should we? I've been working on that all year, bro. Well, uh, should we true. or will we? Uh, so, what is? Uh, what's your ceiling? What's your ceiling for the Chiefs this year? Like eleven wins? No, uh, no. What I'm saying is beyond that. Like, I think they'll make the playoffs. Oh man! But, this but scre- what's the ceiling this after screams that? Screams first round exit at Arrowhead. Like just completely oh, at Arrowhead. Yeah. Okay. So they host who the playoff game. Yeah. Who beats them to do that? Right. Like I, because the the wild card teams in the AFC are not all that menacing. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a, it's kind of a toss up right now, right? You have teams like the Colts and the Texans that are sitting at seven and six. Well, there's the Bills <laughs> now are seven and six. There's the six, seven, seven and six. Si- there's six, seven and six teams right now in the, the AFC. Steelers and Bengals as well. Yeah. <laughs> They are all there. It could very well end up being the Bills uh, facing the Chiefs in the uh, in the AFC playoffs first in the wild card round. It yeah, very that well could, could happen. happen. Um, so I I don't know who I would pick in that matchup, but I do agree that I think it's fair to expect the Chiefs to not be in the same situation that they have been in years past, where they have a very clear path to keep playing at Arrowhead until the Super Bowl. Like, they're going to have to win on the road if they want to go to the Super Bowl. I, you got a better record on the road. I think you got to do that. Well, yeah, I, I suppose. Three and three at home. Um, I don't know how much that helps you in January. Um, it might. You but, never know. <laughs> especially when you have to go outdoors and you've got the you've got the road environments all jazzed up. I we, mean, We need to work on the on-field product for the Chiefs before we start talking about the wind and, like, 
the snow and the cold. Well, but here's the thing. Uh, I understand the, the on-field elements. product is not what it is. That said, I still firmly believe that this is not a talent issue. It is an accountability and little things issue with the Chiefs. They've got the guys to put together a, a Super Bowl contender. And yes, they could have a better wide receiver room, 100%. That's the, the downfall of this team and one of the reasons still why. Take, right. I would still take Missouri's wide receiver room over. Well, no, no, I, I understand it. Like, like the Tigers. But the even team. with that, they still have the ability to get to the Super Bowl, I think. That said, they're not going to be able to set themselves up as well as they have in years past. And so if they have to go to Baltimore to win a game to make sure they go to the Super Bowl, if that if they end up getting even that far, and like does that down their chances, or if they have to go to Miami, like if they go to Miami, do they win that game? Well, they played them in a neutral site the first time, right, and neutralized them pretty well. But the offense, I mean, the offense didn't have its best game in the the Germany game, and that was the Brian Cook. Basically, the the first time we've seen a Chiefs team do the handoff or the lateral well, yeah. this year, it, it worked, worked out really well that time. I don't think the Dolphins, they and now they haven't played this week, so I don't have anything fresh on the brain about them. They'll play tonight. I, I feel like I'd still take the Chiefs over the Dolphins, but the Ravens one is interesting. Like, let's say that the Chiefs end up drawing one of those first-round opponents like the Colts or the Steelers or the Bengals or the Texans or the, you know, all of these seven and six teams – Maybe with the Chiefs' remaining schedule, they take the Patriots, Raiders, and Bengals. The Chargers might not even have Justin Herbert anymore. So I think the Chiefs are going to win at least three of their last four games to put themselves in a spot to get those 11 wins that Chris said. And that's going to put you in a probably hosting a playoff game, um, and and you're going to win the division. So if you get far enough to play at the Ravens, what's the point spread of that game, given what we know after yesterday? Ravens, by the way, needed overtime to beat the Rams. You think it's a pick'em? I think it's a pick'em. I think the Ravens are favored by three points to three and a half points. But that's, again, with where things are right now. And I think the Chiefs have some growing to do, and they have the schedule against which to, to see some of that growth take place over the next month. Yeah, you have to clean up against the rest of this. I I would even say that look, if you lose to one of these games, out. like yeah, you've got Bailey Zappi and Aiden O'Connell and <laughs> who was after that? Point, uh, like uh, Jake Browning and then maybe Jake, Easton Stick. Easton like come Stick. on, like, that's a great seriously. Point. Like those <laughs> are the quarterbacks that you have. Wait, who's Easton Stick play for? I could maybe uh, the, Chargers. the Chargers. What happened so, like, to Justin Herbert? Uh, He's got did a broken you not finger, see? brother. No, yeah, I told you I was out of town. Okay, well, I mean. But uh, oh my God, Jake Browning does scare me a little bit. Now, I'll say teams. this: the the Bengals game, they could they could drop that, and it is at Arrowhead, and it's Browning it, can sling it, right? Yeah, he can he's, play he's a little bit. Good. So, uh, not to dog on Jake Browning all that much, but look, very clearly you have an edge with who is playing for all of these teams. So, I mean, if you're not twelve and five, I think something something similar to what we saw last night occurred again, and you have more questions. Okay, let me set the over-under. Predict it. Over-under. Three and a half wins the rest of the way. Eleven and a half wins to, uh, to, yeah. to finish the season. What I mean, I'll I'll go over because, I, I mean, it's, so. yeah, it's, if you're saying, if you believe for sure, Brendan, what you're saying is that, look, you can galvanize a group with this. I do agree that's... It's disgusting. Right. It's a false narrative, but it can work. 
But can Andy Reid get out of his own way for a minute and recognize that, like, he's been kind of maybe resting on his laurels a little bit this year? Yeah. Because I agree that, you know, you, you took it pretty far in a firm stance and under the bus and said Reid has to be, you know, you got to own up to this lack of accountability and sort of change the way things are going. And I think that's right. But I, it's not really his style to get up and be the disciplinarian necessarily when you've got such a veteran team already. I think Patrick Mahomes has got to go, look, the circumstances aren't really fair. Like, my my receivers are terrible. They didn't help me out and get me anybody better. But he's got to he's got to kind of get into his guy's face a little bit and be like, look, Kadarius Tony, brother, you, you have to do these little things or we're not going to win. You want to know who that guy was? Think, who was that guy? For like the last few years, it was Eric Bieniemy. He's in Washington right now. It's possible. I mean, remember earlier look, in the season and like the preseason where the commanders players were like, man, this dude's kind of a hard ass. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, maybe that he what has to be. Is, yeah. Is that guy to be the disciplinarian doesn't have to, you don't have to be liked by the players necessarily, but, if that's kind of the, the rusty nail that gets it going, maybe there is something to that, Chris, because, again, I'm not trying to say, oh, it's Matt Nagy's fault that he's, you know, this or that. But, yeah, the enemy threat, I think, is probably a fair one. But I think it's very clear that the dynamic between Mahomes and enemy was very different than the dynamic between Mahomes and Matt Nagy. I think they're a lot more buddy-buddy. Like this year, like say, exactly. like, yeah, and maybe just... that's not for the best, <laughs> right? Yeah, because when you don't have the the wide receiver core paying attention to details, and you, you just are taking for granted everything a little bit too much, everybody's a little too comfortable, I think. And the reason I said this maybe galvanizes them into that running the table, going twelve and five. You're probably still not getting the buy, but you're going to get to the the two seed potentially. Um, and have an opportunity to play a home game against a team that you should be favored by double digits over, like that still is a possibility for the Chiefs to where not having the bye maybe doesn't end up being the worst thing in the world because this is a team that needs to kind of see some tribulations and and come out on the other side of them because right now I feel like they're too comfortable with the way things have been for them in years past, and it's not going to be that way. This is not just going to happen for them in 2023-2024. So maybe that's what they need is kind of a, a come-to-Jesus moment. Maybe that's what it was yesterday. That's all That's all I could think. Maybe I'm grasping at straws. But if that moment doesn't wake you up, I don't care what they said after the game. It, it was foolish. Mahomes, it was a bad look. But as long as he internalizes some of that over the next few days and knows actually what I really should have said was this, it doesn't really matter what he actually did. If he kind of in the quiet of his own heart, goes, all right, this is what needs to happen. i got to take some leadership here and, and turn the tide on this thing. Then I think the Chiefs are going to be okay. But he's got to do it. He can't feel like he's the victim in these circumstances because the wide receivers are bad and the refs are bad. All those things are true, but you can't focus on those things if you want to win a yeah. Super Bowl. Like, Hopefully this is just a kick in the butt to everybody on that team that, look, it, you can lose. You've been losing this way all year long. You got to stop because now's the time to clean everything up. And you very clearly, even though you're at eight and five right now, as Jason points out, like that teams like the Ravens and the Dolphins, they have tough schedules ahead. In fact, the Ravens and Dolphins play each other week seventeen, so one of them's getting a loss. So like the Dolphins uh, are getting a loss because right, they're the fraud. Yeah. So like you have that's my prediction. You have tough. That's right. Your 
teams in front of you have tougher schedules than you do. You have a cakewalk the rest of the way. It's but, so easy when you name the quarterbacks. Really, it's seriously, so, yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's so stupid. So, I mean, again, you, you have a real chance to... can't believe you're not counting on the to, Juju Revenge game. Uh, no, no. That's I mean, crazy. No, I'm not. I was, more scared. I was more scared of that game when it was on Monday night. I'm not scared of it anymore. Like, they should win that game. Um, yeah, and Bailey Zappi played one good game, and he just played it last week. He's he's yeah. done for the next year. That right. He already used up his good game. I, you have... A chance, a real chance to be twelve and five, and all those teams could be twelve and five with you, and you have tiebreakers. So, I mean, it is still possible, but the the whole kick in the butt has to start now. If you let it continue on for the next couple of weeks, you're going to be still looking up at those teams and realizing that, shoot, we 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 again missed an opportunity to see the forest for the trees here, and and what's really happening. So call your shot right now, like because today okay. it's we've already both said ah eh, we think they're gonna probably turn things around here, but turning it around against Easton Stick and Jake Browning yeah. is different than right. like when oh, yeah. they get into the playoffs. What do you think? I'm not asking your ceiling because their ceiling is still to go to the Super Bowl sure. and probably win it. Yeah, what do you think's gonna happen? Like where do the Chiefs? Where does this journey end? If you had to call it today, you're not gonna have to be married to this take. But, like, with where you are now on what we're seeing from this team and how you expect they will respond or not respond appropriately to this moment, what do you think is going to happen? I'm I'm curious. I'll give mine as well. Okay, here's here's what I think is going to happen. Chiefs are going to be the two seed. Somehow, I, I, think, right. I, I think the Ravens will end up. Ravens beat the Dolphins. I, I think the Ravens will beat the Dolphins. They'll end up the one seed. Uh, their their schedule is tough. They've got Jacksonville and San Francisco on the road coming up. I'm just going to be tough. Dolphins, Jaguars, but the Dolphins have the Cowboys and the Bills. Yeah, in like addition the, to the Ravens, so they got I think a tough that one is too. very, I think that is very tough to deal with. Uh, but I think the Ravens are are good enough to to win three of those. So I'd I'd say that they get to thirteen and four, yep. and uh, and the Chiefs are right behind a twelve and five. So I think the Chiefs are the two seed. Chiefs are going to get to the AFC Championship game. And the the Ravens are going to be upset. I don't know who the four seed's going to be. Very well could oh, be the ja- the Jaguars, or it could be the best five seed. I don't know who. Maybe the uh, maybe the Bills kick back into gear and they, and they take number. away the five. The AFC like Championship that. is going to be Chiefs Bills. Oh, uh, the, the Bills are going to somehow. Okay, so if that's if, the case, if mathematically in the seeding that's possible, that is what we're going to see. And if that's, that's, that's the prediction. case, Chiefs lose. I, I don't think the Chiefs win that. You're game. on the Josh Allen train now? Oh, no, I'm not. So on the, no, look, here, again, <laughs> congratulations, Josh Allen, for only throwing one pick yesterday. But, I uh, told like, you. again, I like, told you so. <laughs> Let's go. Um, That's my guy. I think man. they'll they'll realize that they'll think, oh, this is how it always happens. We still get to have the road to the Super Bowl go through Arrowhead Stadium. This is how it's always going to. Oh, we beat that Bills team a few years ago in the AFC Championship. We'll be just fine. Nope. I I nope. pray. I and no, not again. To, not things will go very well no, for them over the it. last month, no, go and they'll it, be Brandon. like everything's fixed. Well, and what then it unravels say, again. <laughs> what I'm going to say is, I don't want to diminish. Chris's Ravens and Lamar Jackson because I could very well see them just figuring it out. I don't know why they had such trouble with the Rams yesterday. It you kind of could good. see it coming, but they're not a yeah, the Rams aren't aren't terrible anymore. But I I want it to be Bills Chiefs. 
I think we like I, every year you wanted to be Chiefs Bengals because of the way that rivalry. But you know what? Joe Burrow is is out of commission for the year. Yeah. So in that instance, give me Bills Chiefs because I want to see like it was a compelling game. You can take away the Tony thing, and it was still a very good, close, compelling football game where the Bills, you know, jump out to the lead, but you know the Chiefs are going to be there waiting, and they make their way back into it. We deserve that AFC championship. That's what I want to see. But the Bills, they've got a tough schedule, too. Like, the Bills are the one team in that 7-6 and six group that I'm like, they're probably the best team of the, the five or six teams that are at 7-6 and six right now. But they go Cowboys this week. Man, that's going to be an awesome game. Yeah, Bills-Cowboys. If there's no Justin Herbert, Bills going two Chargers is going to be a win, and hosting Patriots is going to be a win. But then they have to finish at the Dolphins. So, like, the Bills are in a really interesting spot where I project two wins that you should definitely have and then a couple that are against some of the best teams in football. They're going to have to prove their medal. But if, if the Bills even go 3-1 and one to finish the season and get that 10th win, they're going to be in the playoffs and they're going to be a problem for whoever sees them. Maybe yeah. it could be the Chiefs in round one, depending on the way the seedings fall. But I want to get them I, on the opposite sides of the bracket. If I, I really brothers. do think the winner of the four-five matchup in the AFC is your is your Super Bowl representative. So that that no would way. mean either that would mean no, either the, 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 the Jaguars the, or oh. or the Bills get there, and and that's and that's the case. Well, no the ja- I mean the the Jaguars are eight and five, but they could. I mean the Jaguars are eight and five. Lucky the Jaguars the are going to lose to the Ravens next week, so okay, I mean, there's that. Um, it, You're still finding a way for your Texans to win this. No, here's too, the though. thing: Te- <laughs> Texans are going to be the seventh seed, and they're going to lose at the Chiefs round one. So that, that's what's going to happen there. That very well could be. I love how interesting suddenly the AFC is because we didn't think that the Everyone Bengals had any life. We didn't see the Bengals having any life after the Burrow injury. Turns out Jake Browning can can sling it around a little bit. The Colts somehow are in the mix still. I, I just hope we get. Who do you want it to be? Who do you want those? Well, I want the Chiefs cards to be there, to like because the Chiefs no, no, are no, very. I, yeah, let's call the Chiefs the winner of the West. There are three opportunities for this list of teams, and I want you to tell me the three that would be the most fun for football fans. Okay. You need to pick three of this group. All right: Bills, Broncos, Browns, Steelers, Bengals, Colts, Texans. Oh. Pick three that you think would make for the best AFC playoffs. Every single one of every single one of those AFC North teams that you mentioned there, I, just, I hate they don't have watching them. I hate <laughs> no, them. Dude. Hey, wait a second now. Them. Browns got Pittsburgh Joe Flacco. Hey, here's the thing. Absolutely, Pittsburgh yeah. is going to be there. Uh, if I wanted yeah, to be gonna right. Be I'm going to take Pittsburgh in one of those in one of those slots. Um, I think the Browns make it. They've got the. They're eight and five right now. They are eight and five. The Bears yeah. and the Jets still the rest of the way. That's a couple Here's of what I, I think the want. Browns are going to be in. I want the Browns just for the Joe Flacco effect. Like it's, sure, it's so absolutely. ridiculous. Uh, yeah. I want, obviously, the Texans, and then I want the Bills. I want Browns. I think that's my same list. Browns, Texans, Bills would yeah. be my... I wouldn't hate Bengals, but I don't think they're going to have the juice to make it very far. But it's so fun that there are so many teams in play right now, and like anything can happen. If the Jaguars, they've lost a couple in a row... If they stumble, they could very easily miss the playoffs altogether. Like, it, it it feels like they're the obvious team to win that division, but I don't know. Suddenly, the AFC has gotten really, really interesting. Really tight races over there. Yeah, 875-KTGR, give us your thoughts on it. Should we lower expectations for the Chiefs going forward after their loss 
to the Bills. Get your calls and texts in 875-KTGR. We'll keep talking about that. And some of Zoo football next year. Who's going to be the running back? We may have a bit of an answer. Then we'll talk about that next. And we'll talk about the Otani deal to the Dodgers next on The Big Show. You're listening to The Big Show Podcast on KTGR.com. How low should we drop the expectations for the Chiefs, if at all? Call or text us, 875-KTGR. Jason seems to indicate that he didn't think we should lower them at all. Again, he's saying that Ravens are going to lose the next two the day after Christmas. The Chiefs are back in first place. All will be fine. We're spoiled and need to relax. Uh, Okay. Uh, He says, are we worried about the defense? No, I I don't think the defense is the issue. They're hurt. Uh, he said they played awful and lost by three. I would love to see the Bills again. Um, I, here's the thing. Yeah. That game in late January, if it ends up being the matchup in whatever game it is, AFC Championship, but you could even call it the AFC Divisional Round because that's the absolute thriller game that we saw between them uh, a couple years ago. I think that Bills team is playing a lot different than it was yesterday. And I'm a lot more scared of that Bills team than I was of the one that I that I saw yesterday. And the Chiefs, sure, they should be playing better by that point too. But again, if you're deciding that the, this Chiefs team will be fine and and the team kind of takes on that same mindset, like yeah, we're going to coast through the rest of the regular season, they'll probably still end up being the two seed, get to host a couple playoff games all the way to the AFC Championship. Oh wait, look, the one seed just lost. We get to host the AFC Championship too. How about that? Worked out for us. If you keep on thinking that it's all going to fall into place for you and you can just coast on through to the Super Bowl, no. No. You're, what happened last night is going to happen again in January. Now, to be clear, you're you're still on the Bills' side in that matchup. You're saying that's the... If that is the AFC Championship game, then I think the Bills... You take the it. Bills. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Because as of today, and I reserve the right to change this, I think the Chiefs would win... If it's a for a trip to the Super Bowl, but I'm that's still a month and a half away. Yeah. So I, like I said, reserve the right. Well, but and, I feel and like that would the, that would that would line up with history too. Like the Chiefs lose to these teams in the regular season, and yeah. then they meet them in the playoffs, and they get the when best. It matters of them. most. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So that would that would break the trend. But I don't know. This, this I want to see the game. I don't care when they play it in the playoffs. I just want to see one more time these two teams. I it's fun, it. man. Yeah, it's it's why we watch these games. It's it's. The fact that this year has been so rough on quarterbacks, half the league is using a backup right now, and we still get to see Mahomes Allen, like that would be a huge boost. Big time. Love I agree. And Lamar. I mean, I want to see yeah. Lamar face one of those guys, maybe both of them, if it lines up that way too. Like, let's just let's get those good quarterbacks, the ones that are still less standing in the AFC. Let's let's run them out there and uh hopefully that's the division round, right? Is you you just get the teams that you want to see with the good quarterbacks. I'll be interested to see how it shakes out the next couple of weeks because again, those teams above the Chiefs, yes, they have tough schedules, and that's going to be favorable for the Chiefs as long as they take care of their business. We thought they'd waltz into Lambeau, get the win. They didn't. Don't just expect they'll waltz into I definitely thought they would do that to Foxborough and, and do no, the same thing. No, they're gonna what? They're gonna okay. All right, all right, baby Zappy, you're right. Okay. Different Chiefs than Jordan by, Chiefs by 17. Okay. I mean, they're going right. to, yeah. Belichick or not, the 17 Chiefs are 17 warpath. 
Okay, so they win 14 by very, 14. That's, that's fair. a very likely a final favorite. score. That's very well Are done, they 10? I haven't checked the board. Yeah, it's, it's a 10-point 10 10 right favorite. That's, that's not enough. Yeah, I would take the Chiefs <laughs> on that. We'll see where that number goes we'll before keep, Friday. We'll keep talking about that all this week here on the big show. Hey, how about this? Mizzou football landing a transfer Finally, today. Uh, oh running God. back transfer at that. Marcus Carroll. This dude is awesome. Who rushed for over 1,300 yards at Georgia State is uh, committing to Mizzou, as he announced on social media. So that's going to fill your Cody Schrader hole, you would think, because you have a... Nothing will. You definitely have big shoes to fill. Chris there. is right. I'll miss you, Cody, Nothing man. Will fill the fill the void. No, yeah, completely no. But I tried. I tried can, so hard to get the lawyers on the case and get them to find one more year of eligibility in there somewhere. They oh, couldn't do it. They yeah. said it can't be done. Well, at least we tried. I, I'm. I, I think. Yeah, Chris. I will say though. I feel like we're getting dangerously close to the secret being out because I feel like the conversation around like the coaching staff. Trinkwitz is built is like they're retaining most of them, right? As far as we know, retaining most of who? The, Just like the, the coaching staff. Assistant, yeah, coaching staff. Uh, I mean, I, I, I too early nobody's jumped yet, so Maybe. I mean, it. But it's very early in the cycle. You just never know. So yeah, I, I feel like we're getting dangerously close to the secret being like out out that they're nice like that with developing these running backs. Like we've already seen it, right? We're Mizzou fans. We've seen oh. it. We get it. Yeah, but I feel like we're if if this happens again with this Carroll guy. Ooh, you might have to might have to back up a little bit of a Brinks truck to keep all these folks intact on this on this roster. Well, again, you on the coaching staff. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. can try, but there will always be higher levels. Uh, not 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 necessarily higher levels of schools, but position coaches will always want the coordinator job. Coordinators will always want the head coaching job. Like, there's always that uh, clear progression of your coaching career and what you would want to do. And and look. I, Coach Drinkwitz has said they're like, look, it, that's fine. Just don't. We just don't want people making lateral moves. You don't want somebody taking a D coordinator job to be a D coordinator in in the same right, like, like something like that. So, I mean, sure, but uh, but I do agree with you that this is this is a system that's working with however they're using their running backs, and I I attribute it mostly to to Drinkwitz and Curtis Looper, by the way, the running backs coach. He's an excellent coach. He's been a coordinator before. Uh, I mean, those two guys, with how they have used the running backs and and adding Kirby Moore into the mix this year too, you can absolutely sell uh, becoming a better running back when you get to Mizzou, and I am ready to see what version of Marcus Carroll that looks like. Yeah, because he was great for Georgia State. And like I had said in the top five, when you see names like ETN and Ollie Gordon in the portal, you go, ooh, you know, your eyes kind of light Sanders, up a little bit. yeah. But this is a guy that fits the mold that we've already seen be very successful when it comes to what Cody Schrader did this year for this team. So I am I'm in on it. He was even though he's coming from Georgia State, maybe you say oh a smaller school, he's still regarded. You look at the different recruiting services, they're calling him a four star, and he was, I believe, ranked as the number four running back in the portal. So like you're still getting the guy that is is sought after and I think he's I think he's a nice fit for what, you know, 5'10", 210, just kind of like a Cody Schrader build almost as well. Um, can catch the ball a little bit, but can take a workload, right? Like the, the the games, and again, it's at a different level, obviously, but the games where he was his most successful, he was getting 20, 23, 24, 26, 28, 34 carries, just kind of that guy that can wear down a defense as the game goes along. 
Um, I'm excited. I'm glad they got him. I'm glad they got him. Yeah, some part of me was thinking, oh, man, ETN would be. But this this guy feels like the coaching staff, I think, knows what they're getting in this kid, and I'm excited to see him. Well, and it's mindset, too, right? Because, I mean, don't paint people with a broad brush. But, I mean, when you talk about uh, looking in the portal and you see a guy that's coming from your own same conference and they're wanting a, a change of scenery, then that can be good. But you almost need to make sure that the fit is right. Uh, not necessarily just the you want those numbers to be on your team instead of against you. Like I think knowing that's a guy like this coming from Georgia State, where he probably had to work to <laughs> real hard to get that starting job anyway, like to to be noticed by a team like uh like Georgia State or try to get noticed by somebody else. You know, like the reason yeah. why they're entering the portal is to try and move up because they feel like they're ready and they know that they have to put in the work to do that. Same idea they, with the coaching staff, exactly. right? You say you don't want to see guys moving for a lateral move. So yeah, Trevor Etienne when he goes somewhere is going to be a lateral move because you're already at Florida, you're already right. in the yeah. SEC. What didn't work out about that? Mizzou's got a type, and this type is. A guy who clearly knows hard work and knows, you know, what he's trying to do to, to better his future. I think that's a very has, exciting element of this. That's something to prove. Like, I want to prove that I can do this in the SEC. Heck right? yeah, man. So, like, that's it why I think it makes a little more <laughs> sense. Yeah, it works for a D2 guy. It can work for you, too. Like, so uh, I think this could be very fruitful. I, I, I'm ready to see that. It does matter what Mizzou does as far as addressing the offensive line, too, because they're losing Devon Foster, losing yep. Xavier Delgado. Should keep the other three on the right side, uh, including Connor Tolleson. Uh, but, I mean, again, that's going to be maybe a bit of a rebuilding project with how much talent and experience you had on the left side of the line and how crucial those two guys were to uh, creating holes for Cody Strader. Because, look, Schrader was great all season long, and he deserves every every award he, he got. His offensive line deserved all the accolades, too, because Schrader had like by far the most yards before contact than anybody else. In the they SEC. operated as a unit. Right. Schrader was yeah. part of that unit. Yeah. But the guys blocking for him, uh, it, it was really great to see, and maybe we just took it for granted as it happened. Like I think we praised the offensive line for the growth that that, that unit had throughout the season, but just like how much in tandem they were and how on the same page and everybody blocking in the right direction to open up those holes uh, was really a sight to behold. And, and, you know, we get to see it for one more game in the Cotton Bowl. But, yeah, th- it's going to be a bit of a project to to figure that out. But, um, you know, I, li- I like, too, the, the new offensive line coach. Like, everything kind of came in with a seamless transition. And I think a lot of the pieces that you enjoyed about that are going to be back. It's not to say you can just plot Marcus Carroll into that role and the same results will happen. But I think the the build to what you're looking to accomplish, there are maybe some similarities to imagine that it could be successful with him in that role next year. Yeah, and look, it's it's a long portal season. You still got to try and uh, address some other areas, but so far, so good. I mean, Mizzou's gotten uh, what we think is the running back, what we think is uh, maybe a starting corner to replace the two corners that you got to find spots or, or, or find uh, other guys for to get Toriano pride from Clemson. That's a huge uh, addition. Uh, we'll see what else Mizzou can do. Still some work to be done, but uh, it's already looking like uh, that next year could uh, be, be very good. And, and look, we're going to find out, I believe on Wednesday night, the, the actual schedule, like we know the opponents for next year, but we find out on Wednesday when all of those conference games are, 
So I'd be interested to see how that orders up for Mizzou also. And that's the point at which I tweet out 11 and 1 or whatever it is that I'm going to say. <laughs> look. But I mean, just, just look at the opponents, though. Now, look, you can adjust for when the games are like that. That somewhat does matter. Gonna, it will matter. Right. But I mean, you don't play Georgia next year. You do play Alabama at Alabama. Chumps. They're hard, not. Hard. <laughs> shouldn't, have made, shouldn't have made the playoff said, anyway. Um, hey, man, we were talking like, about how trash they were all season. Nick Saban guys, was watched. Oh, it had to I be. I said Alabama. eleven and one, so maybe. All the right, all right, that's little, very you good. You're going to lose to Oklahoma? Are you kidding me? No, give me a break. That's true. Oh, We're losing Dylan Gabriel. Yeah, that's true. Um, Find a quarterback. First. I'm interested to have this discussion later this week once we know the. Uh, oh, it's going to be so games, fun. Uh, when we're we... going to we're going to make some Oklahoma fans mad. I know that. <laughs> Love it. Eight seven five KTGR. Call or text us. Uh, what do you think of the portal edition for Mizzou getting uh, Georgia State running back Marcus Carroll, one of the Doak Walker semifinalists this past season? Eight seven five KTGR. Call or text us here. We'll talk some. Shohei Otani next. Good deal for the Dodgers. It's kind of looking pretty good based off the news that we've seen reported in the last couple hours or so. That's next after this live local sports center. You're listening to the Big Show Podcast on KTGR.com. We're back here on the Big Show, KTGR, KTGR.com, and the KTGR app. Give us your thoughts on Mizzou football landing a running back transfer this morning. 875-5847 to... Give us your thoughts on Marcus Carroll transferring in from Georgia State. And your Chiefs' thoughts, of course, after the brutal loss yesterday, the brutal way that they lost, and, of course, the the back and forth afterward between... Have some pride, man. Uh, you won two Super Bowls! For God's sakes. I mean, I'm seriously, sorry. Yeah. Well, so I, annoying. I, I get I can't it. believe it. I understand. Like the Chiefs fans should... I, I, don't know, I, I don't know how proud Chiefs fans should be of their team right now. It's not... It's not great. Most of them aren't proud of their team right now. Most of them are saying what yeah. we're saying, which is, you know, they don't have the right mentality or attitude about the, the events that transpired. I did go back and forth with one Chiefs fan who was clearly very upset because he took my commenting on the Chiefs the way everybody else was doing to me, and I was really sad the Rams left St. Louis, um, mm. which I was sad yeah. you know, 10 years ago or whenever that happened. So, uh, yeah, some of the Chiefs fans are in their feelings, but I think most people are understanding of, like, where they are right now. But that's not to say that's where they have to stay. I think the schedule upcoming is such that they can build a little bit of confidence if they, again, pay attention to the finer details of the sport, get Kadarius Tony to start paying attention to what he needs to be doing. Like, he is talented. He just, I think, is maybe a bit of a head yeah. case. Comes from, like, the the Chase Claypool school of wide receivers, maybe. I don't know. But there is there is hope. It's just right now it feels a little bit bleak because they should be up 24-20 to 20 right now with a chance to, to, to win the game on defense. Like, that's what they had earned other than one guy making a mistake. But that's that's been the story of their season to this point. If he's going to keep doing it, he owes me 5000 American dollars. That'll He can buy my silence. Kadarius Tony? Yeah. Those are my terms. <laughs> uh, yeah, me too. Me too, and then it'll yeah, be... Can I'll I get in on, on that tweets. also? Yeah. I'll yeah. 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 Dude, I'll yeah. say how awesome you are, Tony. Just, you know, yep. pony up. <laughs> We're easy. Oh, I got loans to pay. <laughs> Sam here on the KTGR hotline. Uh, Sam, what you got? Gents, good afternoon. How are you? Doing good. So, I had a friend of mine at work today say, how did he not see he was standing on the blue line? How did he not <laughs> see that? 
and I was like, That's oh, funny. boy, yeah. we, we need we need some uh, we need to have a little talk." But yeah. uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I thought for sure Patrick Mahomes is going after Matt Nagy, his brilliant offensive coordinator, former Chicago Bear flameout. Yeah. Uh, there at the end of the game, and then also, did you guys see that the Bears beat Brendan's Lions yesterday? Oh yeah, boy, or not? But Brendan's yeah, Lions went down in Chi Town. They sure did. Justin Fields looking pretty darn good. DJ Moore nice. looking pretty darn good. Jared Goff looking pretty darn bad. I mean, he and fumbled the snap weather, that's to for lose sure. Yeah. He made some very errant throws. Um, but again, this is the NFL in 2023. Like we have seen, all the good teams have games like that. Uh, but yeah, that that was one that maybe I was hoping the Lions would would be able to get that sweep over the Bears. But whatever, the Bears are just. You know, worsening their own draft position, but they don't care because they have the Panthers pick, so it's fine. Yeah, it's, they, yeah, it's, they just it's just gonna do work out just fine. Like yeah, you the, can do whatever the, you want. Like, oh, we get to the fourteenth pick; it doesn't matter. We have the first. That's pick That's what anyway. the Panthers are getting, and that's not what us. the Panthers are for. Yeah. So, uh, we'll we'll see what happens with the Bears going forward. I will say uh, this: Shohei Otani news got a little bit. I, I wouldn't say buried. Uh, but I mean, the the NFL Sunday obviously takes over all of a sudden, and then we we get worked up in that, and then we see the biggest baseball deal ever get signed. Uh, is it years, seven years, seven? Now we're reading the fine print. Is it really that big? <laughs> it is. It, it is. In terms of present day value, it's closer to the Mike Trout like four hundred and thirty million. Yeah. Because apparently, what Shohei Otani is doing, according to reports this afternoon, is telling the Dodgers it's cool. Y'all just pay me $2 million per year, every year for 10 years, and then just pay me the rest later. It's like an IOU. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so what that'll allow is a couple of things. Like, the numbers are the numbers. And so the article that I read from The Athletic said, yeah, they'll pay the rest out from 2034 to 2043. Which maybe the thought process is the by the Dodgers is the one that I have in fantasy football leagues when I talk about trading future draft picks. I always say, "Eh, we'll all be dead by then anyway." Maybe the Dodgers just assume that the the asteroid is going to get Earth and it's not going to matter because they are going to have to pay six hundred and eighty million. Like they're just going to pay sixty eight million a year to a guy who doesn't play on the team is what it's going to be. But that's tomorrow's problem. That's a decade from now's problem. Until then, the Dodgers are going to have an opportunity to spend aggressively and probably win multiple world championships. Like, I think this Otani evidently is the guy that came up with the idea and said, hey, if I'm going to make $700 million, maybe we structure it uh, creatively to allow for us to stay competitive for free agents because he wants a world championship. Yeah. That is clearly the reason you do this because it definitely decreases the value of of the, the present day value of your contract, but he doesn't care. He's got endorsements, Andy. He's making fifty million a yes. year from other endorsements and advertisers and yeah. all these things. He wants a world championship, and he picked a team that's obviously willing to spend and has a lot of talent on it. So well, yeah. he just really I, wanted to get out of Anaheim. Apparently, yeah. I mean, he's, he's uh, he can live in the, the same place. He doesn't have to live in Anaheim. Yeah, like, you know what I? You know what I mean. He's staying in SoCal, but uh, honestly. You, you mentioned earlier, kind of tongue-in-cheek, that you've seen this happen before, right? Uh, the Mets yeah. famously spent, yeah. spent, spent, and what did it get them? Well, so far, a whole well, lot of nothing. And the Dodgers, too. So And I mean. the Dodgers have done the same for a while. They do have that one World Series. Sure. I know that some, some people may not count it. But Just it don't spend your money on dudes who are old and suck. Not but. Mickey Mouse. That's not nice. But really, I think the Dodgers, I'll set the over-under. Maybe this is ambitious. I'll set it at one and a half. 
Dodgers World Championships over the next decade. Ten years. What are you taking? Yep. Under. The Shohei contract. Under. I'll take the over. I think they'll win two. It's okay. going to be hard to beat. Is two success? Do you like put that in the bank? Yeah. You're like, yeah, baby, pay dirt. Yes, I think two is success. You win two in ten years. Look, there's yeah, no, teams. Yeah, you do that math. It's hard to do in, in major league baseball. Like, when's the last time somebody went back to back? That was thirty years ago, right? That was, was the Blue Jays, wasn't it? Yeah, wasn't it the Blue Jays or the Yankees? One of the two. The Yankees, I thought, did yeah, in I the thought, early two thousands. Yeah, that's that's probably like right. Drake track about it. But then before that, it was the the Blue Jays, and that's all we've seen in the, in the last four in, decades or so. Yeah, like just, so it's not easy to to do. No. The Astros won a you know a couple in in. A, a short span of time, we can say, well, I'm not a dynasty if you don't win them in succession, whatever. But I think with the way that this contract lays out, obviously Otani is not going to be pitching this year. And and you might say, well, what's the rotation going to look like for the Dodgers? They've got young talent. They're always going to they, – they're smart analytics people, right? Like they have a good front office, and you combine that with the ownership willing to spend. It's a very good combination. You have the best player in the world that in a year will be doing both hitting and pitching again. Uh, yeah, they're going to win some World Series. I think it is going to work out for them. But talk to me in 2034 when sure. they're paying Shohei $68 million. I mean, and here's the other thing. you assume like, that baseball will be there in 2034. That's what the Dodgers are saying. There's no That will all be it. here in 2034. We'll all be dead. Who cares? I trade draft picks like that, too. Like, oh, I'm, I'll never have to have that come home to roost in 2026. Like, the, the, the asteroid is going to get us before then. So, yeah, <laughs> forget the future. Yeah, that mentality might come back to bite me. But the Dodgers, they might just get to, you know, cry in their World Series trophies by then. Well, look, you spend now and you worry about the rest later when you have the ability to do so and you have a a roster that is capable of winning a championship. You go out and you maximize your window now. And the Dodgers have very clearly opened up a wide window. If it, I will say, if Shohei Otani gets back to pitching the way that he did. So that that's, that's very that's, that's part of it too. Another elbow surgery yeah. does call it into question. But Andy, even as a hitter, he was well, yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. Oh last yes, year. Yeah, the hitting does speak for itself. We'll see what that happens uh, for the Dodgers for for next year when Otani's not pitching and how they can uh, improve their team around Shohei. Thanks for joining us here on the show. We're back tomorrow from four to six for the good, the bad, and the ugly from the NFL weekend and much more. So join us. He's Brendan, he's producer Chris, I'm Andy. Chiefs Kingdom Show next on KTGR.